to season two of Anime Attaché. We are a part of the Fundamentals Network, and this is an introduction show to all things anime. Season one, we explored My Hero Academia, and for season two, we are diving right into Cowboy Bebop. My name is B Zelda, they them, and I'm going to be your host and sensei for this show. And as always, I'm joined by my two students with pretty okay attendance, Kelsey and Steven. <laughs> One one of the attenders is perfect. Mm. Is perfect. Not has perfect attendance. Is perfect. Just perfection. <laughs> Self-professed. Uh, <laughs> the non-perfect one is, hi, I'm Kelsey. She, her. I'm excited to be back. And I'm Steven. He, him. Yes. And I, I, and perfection is. The perfect is bro. Absolutely. The perfect oh, no. bro. There <laughs> you go. There's the dish. Touche. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, as always, I just want to shout out to everybody listening. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review the podcast. Um, five plus ultras only because any less just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into this. Um, we have, uh, y'all have started. You have kind of got a sample of what Cowboy Bebop is, and it did not meet your expectations because. Nobody really had expectations. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we had no idea what we were walking into, but it whatever it was, it wasn't this. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping episode two, um, so we're still kind of a part of this one small arc that I think takes up to the first five episodes called session one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much like the introduction kind of section. So we meet everybody's favorite character in episode two. Um, Kelsey. I'm assuming it's the Corgi, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. spoilers spoilers i yeah. had a really important thought about this that i'm gonna say now because y- y'all know i will forget uh-huh but but i know we were gonna do plus ultras to, to stay stay consistent but what if we did space corgis yes as, I, our, as this I, season's new i totally system? am fine with that yes yeah. could i, I <laughs> amend it a little bit more specifically to corgi yes. butts Yes. 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 Space okay. Corgi butts. Of course. <laughs> How many Obviously. space corgi butts do you give this episode? I like it. I like it. If I we think... if we ever get into streaming, all all the emotes that we would have to do would yes! only be space corgi butts. Except for that, I feel like that's going to make me want to give more because then there will be more. Very true. That's so true. We'll see. Like plus ultras. I'm like this is like a non corporeal thing that I just. <laughs> I don't. I can be, but I want to see as many corgi butts as possible. Oh my god! Acquire as many as possible. Yes. Yeah. I really okay. like this. I feel like we need like a. Uh, I'm still sorry. I'm on the corgi butt emote. No, because it's there's fine. so many applications to this. I'm going to be mm-hmm. thinking about this for the rest of the day. Yeah, it feels like it feels like we we really just found our lane for for merch. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Kelsey. Let us know what happened in this episode. Okay, you can move this back, but I have one more thing oh. to say because I just pictured what if it, the t-shirt was a corgi butt and, it, and the um, words said, the perfect bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I don't, it doesn't really make sense, but I just feel like that would be... Anyway, okay. You know what? Yeah. There's, there's 20 people on earth who would understand that and they would mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to pretend like to you, you just asked me that question. Steven can move that around if he wants to. Okay, recap. Episode two. So it starts with this person kind of hiding in the bathroom, but then... 
three guys come in to the bathroom and the person who was hiding comes out and just really easily takes all of them down and then picks up kind of a mysterious briefcase and that sets the sets the tone for the episode and then spike is like basically watching cops for bounty hunters um, <laughs> and <laughs> and there's like a really expensive bounty now available um and I can then, only think of the cops theme song in my head right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then, um, so they're looking, they want to get this really extensive bounty. So they introduce a new character named Doc, who seems to like be like a source of information and a friend for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually has a picture of what the bounty looks like after his plastic surgery. And it's the guy in the bathroom. Um Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And then the guy from the bathroom force feeds somebody else who accidentally ran into him a cucaracha, which is gross. <laughs> that was a moment. And then, there are moments yeah, in the show at times. No, I did not appreciate And he was like, <laughs> sorry, man. What's like, it was, I feel like the guy who ran into him did the right thing. But right? anyway, <laughs> that's just me. Um, And then somebody steals the case from, we learned that this man's name is Hakeem, um, the bounty. And then um, Spike is extremely confident that he's going to be able to catch him. Uh, and it doesn't seem like... Why can't I remember his partner's name? Jet. Jet is as confident. Um, okay, so anyway, finally we find out what's in the case. And it's a corgi. It's a space <laughs> corgi. Yes. And um, there's like oh, a bunch of... like It's like 90s punk playing during the flight scene. It's like very intense music. And then um, the Corgi is just watching them fight, um, Hakeem and Spike. And then um, the when he... Does the exotic animal trader. Mm-hmm. Oh, the exotic animal trader is like where the the guy who stole the briefcase tries to take it there and mm-hmm. sell it. And then the lady's like, this is just a Corgi. It's this some basic ass Corgi. Yeah, like this is worth nothing. Um, so then finally, Hakeem gets away and Spike takes the corgi back to the spaceship and then jet says kids and pets are both pains in the butt (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we find out from like a flash to a different thing that it's a data dog and it's actually worth a lot of money it's a very expensive very important corgi illegally made is that the right way to say it illegally like black market black market something black market corgi space dog (laughs) They use a giant dog whistle, which calls all the dogs in the city. That was one of my favorite to- scenes. It was just so ridiculous. <laughs> like, Hakeem steals a car that, like, it's a getaway car for a wedding, and he's trying to chase it down. And anyway, kind of at the end of the episode, we end up right back where we started, which is that Hakeem, well, first of all, he climbs out of the river, and I feel like I got the impression he was in there for a long time. Or was that just, like, me? Is it this, was like, a really wolf- interesting scene because he, like, walks out creepily with, the, like, into the kids, right? Yeah, but is this, like, Wolverine where he's been in the river for years and years and he gets pulled out? Or what? I thought that was I just, like, understand I think that? so. It was just, like, okay, the next okay. moment. But, um, but we could make it headcanon. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and then Spike does get the dog again, but not Hakeem. So he feels like he ended up with something worthless because he doesn't know that the dog was so expensive. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah, so, they, so basically, they, end they still poor. <laughs> what? They end still poor. They're still poor, except they have this dog that they think is worthless, but mm-hmm. it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a long one. I was rambling a little bit, but yeah. it was all relevant the, content. The, yeah. The, it was kind of a. 
I felt like it was kind of a rambly episode. Like it, a little bit. In, in some ways, it was kind of chaotic. Yes. Uh, and so it, it's kind of fitting. It it's interesting, especially after we watched the first episode and and we actually understood it was like a noir western sort of a thing to have this like Doggy almost chasing. comical yeah. like. <laughs> Like, it's like, wait, what's, hold on. I know. I love what's the exotic theme? animal trader when she's just like, this is worth nothing. Her like- face also, she looks like the yeah. version, like a, a, um, a craft store version of the Joker. She does. <laughs> that it's is bad. It's, yes, I completely agree. Yeah, that's wild. And then the poor guy who stole the briefcase in the first place is like, now he has to clean up the whole shop. I enjoyed that ending. That was like, he was a thief and like a bit of a criminal, That's but at the true. same time, That's still true. a nice enough kid to be like, yeah, okay, I'll help clean mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that He's was just great. trying to make it on the tough streets of Mars. Yeah. It's hard out there on Mars. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I liked this episode. I think, um, so the first episode I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and I got a little bit more when when we were talking about how it's a western. A lot of westerns have that kind of one, one episode, one story sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I think in this, seeing that the corgis got significance that Spike and Jet don't really know about, mm-hmm. and and kind of seeing the two episodes back to back, I can see that they're starting to build up some stuff. Um, and that's what really excites me, like seeing threads that that pull through shows. And I think one of the big differences I like going from My Hero Academia, where you see all this stuff, like they hit you with a bunch right up front. Yes. Um, and that wasn't quite as true from a from a like character development and story standpoint. Whereas is this show was more like here's some action and some like shootouts and stuff. And also there's some characters that you're probably going to want to know about at some point. Yeah, like if memory um, serves, I think like in the first five episodes, it's very much the introduction. Every episode you're learning about a character. Mm-hmm. Um, episode one is Spike. Episode two is Ayn, the dog. And then I think it's, ooh, I don't know who goes next, if it's Edward or the other person. Why can't I remember her name? That's shameful. Uh, Valentine is her last name. I just don't know what her first. Faye, Faye Valentine. Mm. Um, and then I, th- I think there's an episode where you learn a little bit more about Jet too. And then that's kind of the first mm. session. It's like here's your cast, mm. and then it's crew. going to be afterwards. You know, watch them play. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Like, I feel like they were the two episodes were so disjointed from each other. They're just yes. literally two completely separate stories. So I'm interested to see how much of that is going to continue happening or like now that you've kind of put it in the framework of these are the introductory episodes and it's less about the story and more about introducing you to all of these characters mm-hmm. that it makes more sense why they're like, well, we don't really care about putting the story together yet. We're just trying to introduce you to people. But having them be so separate, I'm like, but wait, what about the the pregnant lady with all the drugs in her stomach? Like, what? you know, <laughs> so unrelated um, in that sense i feel like that's the western sense where it's all these mm-hmm. vignettes you know mm-hmm. and i don't really I, d- I never really watched western yeah i don't have so. that context <laughs> well, so so here's this this might be a helpful um thing is it, it's very much reflecting to me the um how i felt at the beginning of watching the mandalorian if you're mm. if if you've watched yes, that the, yes which is which is a space western right where mm-hmm. you're like what's going on 
Like, <laughs> but eventually it all starts to come together because mm-hmm. yeah. you're laying the groundwork for the world, the setting, the people in this, in these environments, um, mm-hmm. and then your main cast and like what they go through and how they respond to certain situations. Like we know that Spike is a hothead. He mm-hmm. is kind of all action and then just like very cool confident. Chill. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, Jet is smart, level-headed. Ein is a genius dog. Um, which I don't know why I thought that they knew that Ein was a genius at the end, but I don't. I, don't. I think that they still like because I feel like I remember the dynamic being he was still annoyed by the dog, just like why are you even here? Yeah, no, I think you're right. So he must find that out. Yeah, I'm at a excited. Different time. I'm a, well, I, one, I'm excited to see what it means to be a genius dog. Yes! Yeah, like what <laughs> can this dog even do? Just wait. Ein is the best. Amazing. Were there any moments that kind of stood out to y'all? Because um, if I could share one of my favorite moments, um, the heckin' dog in a suitcase? Who puts a dog in a suitcase? <laughs> Could the dog breathe yes. in a suitcase? Were there little know. air holes? Like, Well, uh, maybe it doesn't need to breathe because it's a super... Like, <gasps> is it a dog or is it a robot? It's a dog. That I looks like a dog. a dog. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, if it's just a robot that looks like a dog, then I guess it's probably fine, but... Yeah, I yeah. also feel like if, they, if he had just small. put the dog, if he had just been walking on a leash, no one would have taken it. From no, him. the <laughs> reason why it got stolen is because it was in this like mysterious briefcase. Seriously, like that I'm briefcase just, looks like money. That Welsh like, corgi just looks like a dog. This yeah. show could be over already <laughs> if you just walk the dog like a regular dog. <laughs> oh goodness! So that I really enjoyed, um, and then for me, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I won't call what this show does diversity, but mm-hmm. back in 99, even just seeing, rep, like, the man's name was Hakeem. Um, mm-hmm. He was, like, an Afro-Muslim. And, like, that's a really interesting choice. Of course, that's the villain and that's the bad person. But right, nonetheless, that kind of representation in anime was a rarer thing. So it's always interesting. Interesting. I was going to say that that was something that I thought it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds is the portrayal of this, you know, one kind of, like you said, Afro, yeah, yeah, Afro Arab. The name is Hakeem. He's got a gold chain, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like, I'm interested to see how that depiction happens. Yeah. And it was just, he's a bad guy at the end. Right. Right. Which is just like, (laughs) you know. It's not surprising, but it also, like, I think now, especially amongst this group, we are more aware of, like, the effects that that can really have on the world. And so it'll be interesting to see. I also feel like I'm just a really sensitive person, so I I don't know if that's going to bother me the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if it's just like, yeah, I don't know. That was just something that I'm interested to see how that unfolds and Mm -hmm. whether it turns into something that is, like, it really hasn't aged well, or whether it's just like it is what it is, kind yeah, of a thing. I haven't you seen know? all of Cowboy Bebop. I stopped after episode thirteen. Yeah, so I mean, it could be something where it's like it is what it is. That's you know, that's just how it happened to be, or mm-hmm. or whether it turns into a super stereotypical thing. Yeah, because yeah. nineteen ninety nine, that was the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> that's all I have to say about it. Is it was yeah. a time? We can leave it there, I guess, for now. But it was a time. <laughs> It happened. <laughs> yes. Uh, so any favorite moments, anything that kind of met or exceeded your expectations in this uh, episode? I, I think 
that the dog came out of the briefcase was was, <laughs> was incredibly surprising because we went from like these wild drugs, yeah, that like change your mindset and give you superpowers to this dude has a dog. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> with, with very little context, except apparently we find out it's a data dog, which also like if if you don't know anything about the show. Which I don't. What the fuck is that? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean <laughs> is this like, is this 2071's version of a USB port? Like, or a USB drive? Is this dog? Well, and like, in the 20 minutes that we watched or whatever, the dog didn't do anything. Yeah. So like, at this point, all I know. So, the do- did they? There were moments where the dog made choices. Like, the dog jumped on Spike's face. The dog knew when to jump. The dog knew when to save Spike. Um, okay. There were subtle moments where a regular dog would have just kind of like done something really silly and unhelpful, but I uh-huh. make very conscious choices to ensure okay. their own safety, and they knew sticking with Spike was something that yeah, was going to help. But yeah. I wonder if part of the reason you noticed that is because you knew that. <sighs> I because think Because so. I didn't notice that at all. So for me, just watching them at this point, unless the scientists had told me this is a super dog. To me, this is just a dog. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and the dog lady said it was a Welsh corgi. Yeah. And then when they're on the spaceship, the dog is just acting like a dog. Yeah. You know, like barking, <laughs> being kind of annoying. And so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wild. Mine is the best. Yes. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of the dog. Mostly was my moment of like, just being so cute and during the chase scene like the fight scene the dog is just sitting there watching them for a lot of it just yeah, like again a, a smart dog would know to get the heck out <laughs> yeah and yeah. i'm just like no nah, i'm gonna stay i'm good i'm gonna stay, yeah. I'm gonna stay. <laughs> see what's see what's happening yeah <laughs> well, the right. high speed chase was i i didn't mind at it was the end. so silly mm. Yeah, it was just like, but almost that kind of stuff is more appealing to me because it's just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> and it, it it felt like it was it was really fun because it felt like they just decided to keep. It, it'd be interesting. This is one of those things that would be really interesting to to talk to the the writer like about about the the choices, right? Because you start with this really intense scene in the bathroom with a mm-hmm. briefcase that like looks like a classic like. Like follow up to I actually I thought it was gonna be more of those drugs. Like ah. I thought that's what I thought was gonna yeah, that happen. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and then it was just like okay, it, it's a corgi. Okay, it, it's not only is it just a corgi. We're gonna take it to the the pet the pet lady, and she's gonna be like, no, it's it's literally just a corgi. And and then we're gonna go on this wild chasing. And then apparently these scientists are gonna show up with this like super van. <laughs> With a with an ultimate dog whistle that can get <laughs> that can get every dog in the city to come to them, and the so it's best. just like it's like on top of everything, just keeps getting like more like what's going on, yeah. sillier and, so, and sillier. Yeah, and so it's, it would be it's just one of those like in a in a world where where anime attaché blows up and all anime people want to come talk to us, um, <laughs> sitting down and be like. But why? <laughs> that is the dream. To satisfy our curiosity. Yeah. Five star rating and review helps us get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do we have any predictions? Um, huh, because so I've kind of laid out the groundwork. So you know that we're going to meet another character next episode. And did we? Did y'all watch the preview? I don't remember what's happening next episode. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think we skipped the preview because we wanted to 
do predictions and like in earnest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this is this is a much harder show to predict. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there aren't any there aren't any narrative threads at this point. Like, I feel like the one prediction that I feel comfortable making is like, it seems like it's a trend that Spike's gonna keep doing good things and not getting bounties. I feel like my prediction is would just be that they're gonna figure out the the dog situation like that the dog maybe if they can't they don't know the extent of what the dog can do that maybe something will happen almost like kind of back to the Mandalorian when the child like stops that big horn thing from killing Mm -hmm. him where we're like oh this dog did something that Mm -hmm. we don't understand um but I also hesitate to make a prediction because it's just been so chaotic. I just have no idea. <laughs> Seriously, though. Where we're going. And, and the vignette thing makes it really hard to know. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, here's, a, here's more of a prediction about the overarching show as opposed to the story. Is I feel like it will... I'm, because of how much people like it and knowing that it's a one season show that people love so much. I think if it was just like, I, what, it's 24 episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't at me. Um, 23? I don't know. <laughs> but if it was 23 or 24 26. just like vignettes, 26, uh, just vignettes, I don't think people would like it that much. There's got to yeah. be something that connects it. So, mm-hmm. I, so I have a feeling that once we have a grip on who the characters are, then we're going to be able to start actually seeing these threads um, mm-hmm. pull through. That's my hope. I, I want to... My hope is that we see more of Jet. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think he gets enough screen time, but like he does get moments. More. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like he's great and we really haven't seen him at all Seriously. in a lot of ways. He kind of has um like a little bit harsher Uncle Iroh vibes to me. Yes. Yes. Um that I like like he's not as as goofy and um I don't know. Uh, poetic? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Both poetic. Um, I, I was thinking whimsical. <laughs> I know what we're talking about. Um, Uncle Iroh is from uh, Avatar. He's uh, Prince Zuko's oh, uncle who's, right. who's like sort of the guide. and um, Right. And he was like in exile, right? Basically. Yep. Or like he left. Yeah. yeah. Um, gotcha. But, but they seem to at least initially play similar roles of trying to guide this younger, talented individual that yeah they, they, that they have um such a deep love for that they are willing to stick with this person that like like through thick and um, thin no matter how mm-hmm. ridiculous the choices that person often makes yes and self-destructive uh-huh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. yeah similar vibes like same energy for sure yeah mm-hmm. um yep. but i know there's like there's jets black's Jet's backstory, which I'm not even super familiar with, and I'm very excited to explore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it has come down to the decision of the space corgi butts. Mm. <laughs> How many space corgi butts will we allocate this episode? I'll go first this time. I think um, I think I said two last time. Yeah, you give a really low, low yeah. rating. Um, and I'm still like... I'm still not 100% sold on the show yet. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say three. I, I liked this one more. Mm-hmm. And I, I like kind of starting to get a better sense of who Spike is and, and seeing a different element 
there was less uh <laughs> there was less stereotypical uh latino racism mm -hmm. in this one which mm -hmm. uh was nice to not have <laughs> it's just found um, other ways to be racist yeah it's fine yeah. we'll just baby, transfer it baby to steps, a different i guess <laughs> um or something but uh but yeah i i'm i'm at least i feel more interested in watching the next episode than i did after the first one awesome I feel like maybe you kind of stole my thunder on that one because I actually think I also gave it a two, but I feel like I'll give this one a three. <laughs> I am more interested in watching episode three than I was episode two. And I think that's just partially my personality of like chaos is not good for me, mm. like in everything in my life. And so like I like my shows to be kind of this is dumb, but. Yeah, just like put it in the box yeah. so that my brain doesn't have to work too hard. And I just want to like watch it. So I am interested in watching more now because I feel like there was more carryover into like we know now that something's going to happen with this dog. I feel like at the end of the last episode, it was like she killed the guy and then she's in space and he doesn't get her. So it's kind of like now what? there's nowhere for us to go with mm -hmm. this. So I do feel like there is more story here that I'll, I'm interested to find out. Yeah. Awesome. What so, were our first ones? What do you mean? Uh, I think well, we both uh, gave it. Just, sorry. Our, our first predictions. I guess oh. I guess nobody can hear what's inside of my head. That's not quite. So, um, the um, original predictions are you guys, uh, <laughs> you folks more or less made overarching mm -hmm. predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I really, I, apparently I really have a thing about Jet. Yeah. <laughs> really? Because why is Jet there? <laughs> Father-son vibes. So. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, I'm going to give this a, probably a similar three space corgi butts. Um, mostly just for Ayn, the corgi. Uh, yeah. Rewatching this episode, it's more or less what I remembered. Um, it, beyond seeing the dog in the suitcase again, it wasn't like super wowed. <laughs> But I'm just, mm -hmm. I know what's to come and I really enjoy that. I just, I can't wait for the crew to get together. So yeah. again, the adventure can really begin. Yeah, yep. definitely. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank I you think... everybody for listening. Uh, mm -hmm. We are on this fantastic journey to get through some Cowboy Bebop because the anime uh, has been made into a live action adaptation on Netflix. Yes. And we are also going to watch that most likely. Yes, most we are. likely. Hey there, friends. Future Steven here. Uh, you may have heard the tragic news that the live-action Cowboy Bebop was canceled by Netflix. So as of now, there is only going to be one season, which I guess kind of mirrors the original anime. But uh, we have not even got to watch the first season yet. Um, and we love John Cho. So we have signed a position telling Netflix to bring it back. And if you want to support us in that, well, not us, we didn't start the petition, but if you want to join in and make your voice heard, uh, you can find the link to the petition on our Twitter. Um, I think it's on change.org or something like that. Uh, anyways, save John Cho. Okay. That's all back to the past or present or something. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Most likely. Whether so we tell you then, about it or not. Whether we talk about it here or not, we're more, definitely doing it. Yes. The more likes and reviews that we get, the more likely we're going to tell you about it. There we go. <laughs> done and done. And if you want to follow us online, you can do so. We are on Twitter as at Anime Attache. You can follow me as well. I am at B underscore Zelda. I'm a podcaster, streamer, writer, uh, community manager for the D&D Adventurers League. And I feel like I want to add more things to my my list but what have i done recently what have you not uh, done recently superhero i wouldn't be a very good superhero i would just like use my powers for like gentle evil yeah like <laughs> i don't know what gentle evil is what <laughs> it's like you're doing bad you're doing crimes, but like the crimes are ultimately for good. Like, like I would, Robin Hood. Yes, yes. Like I would steal yeah. from Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Yeah. I would take yeah. their stocks and deliver the stocks to the needy. Totally. <laughs> so like I tried to convince I tried to convince Jeff Bezos on Twitter to pay me two thousand dollars a month. How did that go? He surprisingly, surprisingly, he didn't respond. Weird. Weird. So So and if Jeff Bezos <laughs> wanted to contact you on Twitter, where would he do that? <laughs> at the underscore bad dm uh <laughs> i am a ttrpg primarily DD, but i'm trying to branch out in 2022 um streamer and producer and podcaster as well um everything that i do you can find uh at the faith forge academy actually is what it's called um that's all <laughs> <laughs> that was a great presentation you- you can find me on Twitter at Kelsey D. Garcia. Um, not very often, but I'm there every once in a while. And I mostly exist in um, the the reality space, <laughs> meat space, space. <laughs> the digital space. <laughs> um, but, you know, make appearances on Faith Forge every once in a while as well. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you, Space Cowboy. Oh. Really going with Scott and I jokes? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Stop. Anime Attaché.